It's John from fatstacksblog.com, and today I want to talk about email marketing in relation to niche sites. I'm going to tell you straight up that email marketing is not the best solution for all niches. In fact, there are a lot of niches where it's not very good, and you could potentially actually lose money and waste a lot of time. So, let's talk about how I came to this conclusion. I recently deleted 55,000 email subscribers from an account, and I had built up that list for years, and I had tried everything to make it work. And that's not to say it didn't generate any revenue. It did, and it generated traffic to my site, and there were definitely some benefits to it. But the problem was twofold. First off, 55,000 subscribers costs a lot of money every month. Most autoresponders charge based on the number of subscribers. And so that was a hefty bill. That was somewhere around in the $500 a month mark. And while I could make that back in a given month, it took time to do that. So I was working for nothing. But even that was okay because some of the benefits were really good, such as niche site and brand exposure. It's always good to send traffic back to a website. But the big problem came was the complaint rate started climbing. And when that happened, I got a warning from AWeber that the complaint rate was too high. And that put my other more lucrative email newsletters at risk within the same account. So I made the decision to, well, first I exported that 55,000 subscribers because I'm just not going to toss them away. I mean, who knows? I may come up with an idea down the road. And then I deleted them out of AWeber. So the good news is my AWeber bill is going to go down big time. My account's no longer at risk. But it's been kind of nice not having to deal with setting up newsletters daily or weekly for that particular niche because at the end of the day, it never really made much money despite being a fair amount of work. It wasn't tons of work, but it was it was something that had to be done. It was a to-do item. It was something that I had to deal with. So I deleted that after trying pretty much everything. I tried monetizing with ads in the newsletter. I sent them back to a website to new content. I even curated content to other good articles to try to get engagement up. I sold a couple of sponsored emails that was a total waste of time. I mean, the money was okay, but the haggling and the negotiation and all that it's emails, emails, emails until we finally pinned down all the details. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just, you know, for, for what I got paid for, it just wasn't worth all the hassle. So I've tried all of these and it just never really made sense uh, financially. And then the risk was climbing. So that was the end of that. However, for niche sites like fatsacksblog.com and another niche of uh, which serves business owners in a particular industry, again, it's a business niche. So these are two very, very good email newsletters that I, that I operate, and they uh, are totally worth the time that I put into it, and I do put a fair amount of time in one, and the other one sort of operates more or less on its own with the automated sequences. I did try another email newsletter in a fairly high-traffic site that is actually in a business-oriented niche, but it's more evergreen, business, content, newsy type of thing. And while the traffic was high and it was easy to get 400 subscribers, 
in a short order. Uh, I could tell fairly quickly promotions weren't going to work really well. Perhaps I could have monetized with ads, but I just had a hunch that the complaint rate was probably also going to be pretty high, so it wasn't worth it. So I bailed on it. So that got me thinking about, well, what types of niches are good for email marketing and what are bad? And so the point of today's podcast is twofold. Okay, first, I want to tell you that uh, it's definitely worth trying an email newsletter. There's very little cost associated with it when you don't have very many subscribers. So definitely worth trying. It's not hard to get some email subscribers. I I suggest try to build up a list of three to 500 and see what you can do with that. If you can make it pay, well, there you go. You know, it's definitely worth doing because if it does pay, it's really worth it. So uh, give it a shot. But the second point of today's podcast is if it doesn't work, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong or that you know, there's something you could do to make it work. The fact of life here is that not all niches are good for email newsletters, and not everyone will tell you that. All right. So, in fact, there are a lot of niches where email marketing is simply really just not worth it. And I'll get into those as well. But first, let's talk about what makes a good niche for email marketing. And the first thing that you need is tight alignment. Your audience needs to be similarly interested in something, all right? If you have a broad site that covers all sorts of things under, let's say, shoes, all right, you're going to have some people who are interested in maybe particular types of shoes, and then you're going to have maybe an uh, avid fan base who are really into Nike sneakers, But the problem is, is your messages are going to be serving really not even close to everyone, right? Because it's such a diverse group. There's not tight alignment. But let's talk about fatsacksblog.com, all right? This is a very good niche site for email marketing. In fact, the email, I put a lot of time and effort into it because it's very effective, for engagement and reaching the audience. And the reason for that is, is most people that sign up to the newsletter are interested in blogging, learning to blog, or taking their blog to the next level. And same with, and or we could uh, use the word niche sites interchangeably. All right. So everyone has a similar interest, and that is making money with websites. And so it's easy for me to craft messages. It's easy for me to promote products and services that most people are going to be interested in at least taking a look at. They don't necessarily buy, but they're interested in taking a look at. So the alignment's very strong, and that's an important criterion to have when assessing your niche for email marketing. Another good feature to have is whether your niche solves a problem. Now, I, I didn't come up with this. I've read this before. It's, it's common email marketing info. If your niche solves a problem, you probably have a good niche for email marketing. Examples would be anything to deal with uh, making more money or saving money, anything to deal with getting healthier or improving oneself. And then there are the relationship niches, which I know absolutely nothing about, but they are solving problem. It's one of those areas where people are really interested in and they want solutions to problems, whether it's you know, looking for a partner and so on and so forth. 
Now, an extension of the solving problem niches would be what I call the hobby niches, and sports falls into this too. So anybody who, if you have an audience of people who are interested in a particular hobby or craft or sport, maybe quilting or knitting or tennis, model railroads, bird watching, fly fishing, etc., This is a group of people that all have the same interest. At the end of the day, the info you provide is going to definitely touch on problem solving. But the problem solving is probably going to fall into how to do something, right? So how to quilt a particular pattern, all right? You're you're solving a problem or offering information to help them achieve something. And these are great email niches because there's really no end to the amount of information you could provide uh, because people who are into hobbies aren't usually just into them for two weeks or a few months. They're into them for years. And so their interest continues and grows and you have something to say to them that they're interested in. So these are very, very good. If you're a local business owner, email marketing is excellent because it allows you to have your local business with free exposure to a group of local people who will very likely come back unless they had a bad experience. So if you own a local pub, building an email newsletter is a great idea. You can tell them about events and things that are happening and happy hours and so on and so forth. And so it's definitely worth doing. You probably wouldn't build a huge email list because it's local and so forth. But even if you had a few thousand on there, these are these are customers, these are your clients, these are these are your your people that keep you in business and it's good to keep in touch with them. So while all of that does entail or comprise a lot a lot of niches out there and a lot of popular niches, let's talk about the bad email marketing niches. All right? These are niches where there's not tight alignment, where there, there's no problems being solved. These would generally fall under the entertainment type of niches and what I call the one-off. All right, Now, entertainment niches are niches or websites where people just come to get entertained, get some information, have fun, enjoy celebrity websites, joke websites, quote websites. I mean, these people, it's often just, hey, I need to learn a joke for an event, or I just want to have a laugh. They may join a newsletter, but really, what is it that you can talk to them about? You can send them more jokes, maybe. uh, But, you know, yeah, sure, some people will be interested in it. But the question is, is, is it worth it in the long run? The other type of site that I consider as not being all that great for email marketing is called the one-off niche site. And generally, these sites deal with a product or product line. And these are popular niche sites because they can be very lucrative as websites with affiliate promotions, but they're not necessarily all that good for email marketing. Okay, And I call them one-off because usually once a person has made the purchase revolving around the product line that your site's about, they're not really interested in the product anymore. So let's use the example of a minivan website. Now, people, it's a huge, huge product line. They sell, I don't know, millions of them, thousands of them, tons of them. Lots of people are always researching it. And there is a lot of research involved when you're buying a minivan because it's a big ticket item. There's a lot to learn. And there's many different models out there. So which one do you buy? So a website around that can be very, very good. 
but I don't think an email newsletter is all that good. Once a person either decides not to buy one and they buy something else or they buy one and they have it, there's not a whole lot that you can really follow up with about interesting them. I mean, it's, it's done. They bought it. It's one off. They're done. And you can pretty much say that about most products. Now, there are some exceptions, all right? There are exceptions about product lines that people... It's almost like a hobby or a passion, and and a good example would be sneakers. There are there are a lot of people who buy a lot of sneakers, like hundreds of pairs of them. It's it's a there. It's really a collecting type niche, which falls under the hobby niche, and so something like that, where there's passion around a product line, that can be a very good email marketing niche because you have something that they, they they're interested in. They're interested in new sneakers coming out. They're interested in anything revolving around sneakers, and that's information you could provide them. Another example would be something like the GoPro. The GoPro community is very uh, passionate about GoPro because it ties into a lot of hobbies and sports, right? They're going to go, be into skiing or mountain biking or doing anything that captures film with the GoPro. So you could definitely build up a very engaged audience with that type of product line. But other than that, you know, it's if you have a site that revolves around a particular product or item, it's just likely not going to be that good. And that's the point today is that don't be surprised if email marketing is not working for you because it doesn't work for a lot of sites. And I can tell you that from personal experience. But let's discuss next how you can tell whether it's working or not for you. I think generally you can tell pretty quickly. If your complaint rate is high, that's a problem. All right. Uh, if you're not making a nickel, that's a problem. Unless you want to use your your newsletter more for exposure and just traffic to your website, that's a perfectly viable reason to do it. And if your complaint rate doesn't get too high, then no problem. Keep doing it. It's a it's a it's an excellent reason to have one, even if you're losing money on the cost of your subscribers. But let's talk about the financial side of email marketing. You may have read these figures have been published out there. I mean that's I've read them before that if you can't make a dollar per month per subscriber, you're doing something wrong or it's not worth doing. I disagree with that number. I think that number applies to some niches like like uh, tight knit business niches such as fatsacksblog.com. Usually the people that tell you the dollar per month per subscriber are in that specific niche. So you know that's that's what they tell you, right? But it doesn't apply to every niche. If my uh, email newsletter that I deleted 55,000 subscribers earned 25 cents per month per subscriber, I'd be running it. I can tell you in a heartbeat because you do the math, that works out to almost $14,000 per month, which would be totally worth it. But I didn't come anywhere close to that. I think I think in a half decent month, I could get to five cents per subscriber. I would keep it going at 10 cents per per subscriber because it was easy to get subscribers. The site has a lot of traffic. It cost me nothing to get a subscriber except for the cost with the autoresponder, but I didn't have to buy traffic. I didn't have to do anything like that. They just signed up off the site. So, I mean, in a sense, it was free money, anything above the cost of having them with the autoresponder service. So 10 cents a subscriber, 25 cents a subscriber, very, very worth it. There's no way that a niche like that would get to a dollar per subscriber. So you got you got to crunch the numbers, right? It's not just a dollar per subscriber or bust. That's just 
doesn't make any sense. If you can get to $5 per month per subscriber, great. But you also have to consider, are you are you buying traffic? What is it costing you to attract a subscriber, right? For me, for my niche, it costs me nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't pay for the traffic or any of that. It's just all free. So those are the numbers. You know, you have to make the decision. Is it worth it for you? I mean, if you have a million subscribers that cost you nothing to get and you make 10 cents per subscriber, that's a lot of money per month. That's great. It's probably well worth it. Although a million subscribers is going to cost you quite a bit every month with Aweber, I can tell you that. So you got to crunch the numbers. For me, I guess the five cents per subscriber wasn't worth it. But there is a solution for me with that 55,000 subscribers. The thing that really got me to, to delete it out of my account was because I didn't want to risk my other Aweber newsletters because they are a very good business for me. But I could just open up a different account with a different autoresponder and put them in there and nothing else would be at risk and I could go to town then and if, if it gets banned, well, it gets banned gets shut down, not a big deal. I don't lose anything else. So I'm actually seriously considering that um, because I think, you know, if even if I get five cents per subscriber, if I could set up something more automated, like a, like just an automated sequence, I could cut my time down dramatically and still make money from it. So I'm kicking that idea around. Finally, I want to wrap up just with some general email marketing tips, and I'll preface this with I am definitely not the world's greatest email marketer. I'm not a copywriter. I don't set up complicated funnels. I keep it pretty straightforward. Generally, what I have found is that if you write really interesting, informative emails, people will like that. Uh, I've had a lot of really nice response to the fatsexblog.com and my other email list, the information, they like it, they thank me. So that helps provide good information. The other little thing I've noticed is that it people tend to really like all the information in the email itself rather than a few sentences and then click a link to the blog. Now, I know some people are be like, well, I want traffic to the blog because I think that helps the blog, it helps grow the blog, it's good for the website. And I agree with all of that. But if I'm running an email newsletter and my goal is to have good engagement and, and have a happy audience with that, then for me, it's made sense to just make the newsletter as good as I can. And that involves putting all of the information, the whole article in the newsletter. I'll actually copy and paste my blog posts directly in the email newsletter. I've also found that it helps to have fun with it. I've I've been having fun writing it. Uh, some are a little bit more straight to the point and straight up information, but sometimes you can crack jokes and have fun and get personal, and people appreciate it and they like they like it. You, you could probably get away with just doing sort of lighthearted banter type stuff once in a while, and they're fairly easy to write, but but people enjoy it. Your audience will like it. They get a sense of who you are. And so I try to do that now and again. Not every email, but now and again, I, I try to jazz it up a little bit with some personality. So I want to wrap it up here with the main point today being 
Not every niche is going to be ideal for email marketing. And don't worry if it's not working for you because I just think there's too much information out there about it's imperative that you have an email newsletter. And if you don't, you're not running your website properly and you're leaving all the money on the table and your business is terrible and it's never going to work. That's not true. In some niches, yes, definitely. In a lot of other niches, nope. I only run two email newsletters out of nine websites. So seven of them, email's pointless. I'm not going to do it. And that should tell you something. Thanks for listening.